Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Shift. Uh, this week's guests are the two Johnnies and Tori is guest co-hosting for this episode. Um, so it's a lot of fun. We have the chats about their new show. We talk about manscaping, about fuckboys in Ireland versus America, dating here versus there and just the general chats. And so have a listen and I'll talk to you at the end of the episode. So I don't forget. I literally always have on my notes on the top. It just says record because I'm always terrified <laughs> I'll do a podcast without recording. <laughs> it's always a good start. Yes. Solid start already to this. Nightmares. Um, uh, so yeah, so Tori, these are two lads. These are two Johnnies. Johnny Smack and Johnny B. My, my, brother's, oh, wow. favorite, my brother's favorite lads. <laughs> oh God. No way. <laughs> yeah, you were in Granard uh, Secondary School. My two brothers go there. So Were we? Oh, no, maybe you weren't, actually. Maybe I made that up. <laughs> Someone else is your brother's. Yeah. No, it's definitely used. It's definitely used. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was you gave a shout out or something on something. There was something to do with uh, Granard. Yeah. That School. sounds more like us. I, I couldn't imagine us going to all the trouble of actually going to Granard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Was well, that said, a school? As, yeah, yeah. It's Longford. It's not exactly the, the most liked county in Ireland. No, it is. It's, 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 it's the Vegas of Ireland. Really. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. That's where you're going when you come to visit, Dory. You'll just take me there? Anything? Well, well that's where my family lives, so. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, you're like, I live in the Vegas of Ireland. Deal oh, you it. said I'm Vegas. Like, I thought you meant vague, like, ah, there's not a lot going on there. <laughs> oh, ah, that's the country accent. We've already, we've yeah. already fucking... First stumbling block. Already lost it. It took me about five years to understand Katie. I hope it takes me about 45 minutes to understand you guys. I mean, I watched a lot of you, so I feel like I understand. Do, you, do I sound weird to you? No. No, we're, we're fabulous. Got a lovely accent. Yeah. You could okay. definitely, if you read the news, we would believe it. Right? Okay. <laughs> Dory can't read, though. She's dyslexic. So. <laughs> You can, but, uh, it's, it's reading the news, it's a figure of speech. You know? <laughs> well, I'm gone too long. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, I was like, okay. I was like, oh, that one I don't understand. I'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And it's cool because Tori's in LA. I'm in New York and obviously you guys are in Tipperary, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Tori, have you heard Love of Tipperary? That. No, it sounds like the tip of a dick. Smell, it smells like it too. <laughs> We were, like- we, were, we were just in LA. We actually, we kind of like LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, with our image, yeah. yeah no, we were hanging out a lot down by Venice Beach, which is a 
oh my god it's a nut place katie did you ever go there when you were in la I, I don't know. I was just dragged around. I never really looked at where I was. I feel like I should have checked more. Were you just happy to be out of Granard? Yeah. Oh, well, Tori always likes me for this because she says that I'm just always happy when I get in like a taxi or when we do anything. But everything's just so special over here. You know, it's so nice. I, I agree. That's exactly how we feel when we leave Tipperary. Even like a filling station in Leash is, is, is exciting to us now. <laughs> Exotic. Yeah. And come here, why did you choose America? I know it's probably an obvious question, but... Um. Money. <laughs> <laughs> the network really wanted us to go, and yeah. they have lots of money, so... <laughs> no, we had been to America a couple of times, um, touring, yeah. and uh, we just had so many kind of places earmarked that we wanted to go. And to be fair, Americans, you're fucking mental, the lot of you, like. Do you know, you're, you make great television, like. There's no point going somewhere sensible... And yeah. Irish people are kind of obsessed with America too, John, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's class. Like, if you stop someone in the street in Ireland and you're like, hey, can I have a chat with you there for a second? This is going to go on television. They'll be like, Jesus, no, or, or don't. You know, me, me neighbours will see this. Whereas in America, if you stop someone on the street and you're like, do you mind just doing this for a second? They're like, dude, it's just going to be on the fucking news. Yeah. This is awesome. They're so excited. Whereas straight away an right. Irish person is like, the fuck do you want? Like, you know, they're almost threatening. Like, everyone wants to be an influencer in America. I'm starting to think everybody we met in America just wants to be famous. Yeah. But sure. you guys also went to like big, big cities. Or I don't know. I didn't want, we didn't get to watch all the episodes, mm. but. We went to Miami and we're going to DC in the next episode. We had to cancel New York over the coronavirus, but. Uh, oh, that's why I was like, I was like, why aren't you going to New York? I love New York. I'm living in New York. Yeah, there was a pandemic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the um, episode when you guys went to the brewery and then it closed at 11. You guys were like freaking out. You just were like, what the hell is going on? What else did you notice that was so different compared to Ireland and your trip? Well, LA, like where, where is Party Central? Not to sound overly Irish being like, oh, the pubs are too fucking far apart. But like in Ireland, in every town, there's area. Like this is the area with all the bars where you get thrown out of one and you can just go into the next one. And it's all mental. But in LA, we found it so spread out and people were like just sitting around, maybe having chicken wings oh. and like cocktails, relaxing. We were like, I want to see men on the table with their tops off singing the killers, you know? Yeah, it, it, was, it was so fucking hard to get drunk in LA. It was like... You go to, we tried. We just kept... You go to a bar and you're like, oh, I've had like four or five drinks. All right, I'm starting, starting to get going a bit. And someone's like, I know this other deadly bar. And I'm like, oh, class. Yeah, let, let, let's go. And they're like, okay, cool. It's, it's just, let's get in the taxi. You get in a taxi and two hours later, <laughs> you arrive at another bar and you're fucking sober because those five drinks you've had have had no effect for the two hours you've been living. Some fucking needed a nagging crazy music the taxi like while Johnny talks to an Uber driver about his life story. He's one of those well, people. Well, LA people love that. LA drivers, all they want to do is talk to you. So you're perfect. It, it is so true. And then it kind of ruins your night because when you're sober and up, you start to get a little depressed, like because you just <laughs> realize like the crack you've been up to. So mm -hmm. I, I felt the same in LA. And but everybody drinks drives in LA. That's what I noticed. Uh, like, we well, the lads were. You mean we could have done that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was an option. It, honestly, it was crazy. Well, yeah, who's, who's running the law? Is the Healy Rays running in California? I don't know. I don't know where we were. I don't know what part of America it was last year when we went away, or was it two years ago? But we were in, I, I was hungover, and we were in some city anyway, and we got an Uber. 
and Johnny was like, like so enthusiastic. And I like when I'm hungover, I don't want to speak to anyone, absolutely anyone. I just want to just fucking die alone by myself, like a bad animal. And uh, I was in the back of the car, and then Johnny's like, "Where are you from yourself, lad?" And I was like, "Oh, here we fucking go now." I tried to go to sleep, and then Johnny's like, "Class, and what's the music like in Africa?" And then before I know it, the whole car is fucking vibrating. And Johnny, this lad is playing Johnny some crazy music. He's like, you like Johnny's like, I love that. I'm in the back going, oh, Jesus Christ, will you stop with the music? The, the guy was from Ethiopia. And I was asking him, like, what's their traditional music? And then I got him to put on some Vati band and, like, Wolf Tones and stuff. I was showing him traditional Irish music. Yeah. I got a, but we found every Uber driver we had in L.A., they're driving, but they're like, yeah, I'm also developing an app. Or I'm also right. trying to be an actor. I'm trying to write a song. And I met this guy from Haiti. And uh, he was like, oh, you Ireland, man. Uh, I can't do the accent. I'm sorry. It's a terrible this accent. It's going to be so wow. racist. Sorry. I love I that you even tried. Like, that yeah. made me so happy. I'm so sick of these American comics that are, like, letting you know he was a Haitian man, okay? But you, <laughs> I love that you went in. Like, I, I want to sure. move to Ireland just because you did that. Like, yeah. I miss 2010. <laughs> like, I miss that year in 2010. I love it. I'm still here. <laughs> uh, sure, I called Tori one of the days and I was like, I think you're going to get in trouble for your Instagram stories because she had a whole Instagram story dedicated to doing an African accent. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I just don't know if you can get away with it. And she was like, fuck it, it'll be grand. No. Sometimes you got to do an accent. We're, we're, we're lucky in Tipperary that it's actually still the year 2007 here. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're operating on a whole right. different time point. Yeah, I'm gonna go back in time to there. The point of it was that this uh, Haitian guy whose accent I can't do was like, "Oh, you're from Ireland." He's like, "We love Ireland because in Haiti we all drink Guinness." And I was like, uh-huh. "What? Why do you drink Guinness?" And he's like, "Man, Guinness is good for two things: it's got iron in it and fucking bitches." <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that well for us now, I have to say. But like, that's a good start to your morning, getting a lift off that guy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I probably would have just said not. Do Uber's drivers in Ireland don't talk to you? We, do, we don't have Uber. Oh, you don't have Uber? Well, you have Uber, but it's just a taxi. Yeah. It's just- <laughs> oh, it's just a taxi. Oh, so Uber's not there. It, it's really hard, actually, because when I went back, I was like, how the fuck do I get home at night? There's no, there's no, there is like, I did get some free taxi and the guy was just bitching about Dublin the whole time. So I was yeah. like, well, good to be back. Well, what do you think an Uber driver would be in Ireland? Because you know the stereotype of an Uber driver in LA. Like, what would one be like in Ireland? Well, what's the stereotype in LA? I feel like they're all, like what he said, like they used to be actors and they're also like doing something on the side. Like, what would an Irish Uber driver be? It would be like 18-year-old lads with a souped up fucking Subaru. (laughs) They're barred out of every pub and they've got eyebrow piercings and it's like... And they're just driving on anyway, so you may as well give them a few bucks to fucking give you a lift home. Yeah, in, in, and in, in the city, like in Dublin, it's probably going to be middle-aged men giving out about Dublin, but oh, oh wait, that's already the taxi drivers yeah. in Dublin. But um, I think, I thought it's strange down the country. I can't imagine people would like to do it. You see, everybody likes to get a lift home from the pub. Nobody wants to drive there and drive back, so I, I, I don't know what it works. Ah, uh, the boy racers, swear to God. Like in every town in Ireland, there's already a bunch of lads just looking at their exhaust pipe. You know, <laughs> Fast and the Furious fans mm. just revving engines and smoking cigarettes. Like, so. They may as well get paid for it. Yeah, they may as well get paid for it. I think this is a great idea. <laughs> I think it's going to happen if any of them end up listening to this podcast. Probably not. But <laughs> tell them to listen. Yeah. <laughs> We're friends with the boy racers. Okay. 
Tori, I don't, I've never seen, have I seen boy racers here? I don't think so. I got really high pitched there. Um, New York. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Katie's <laughs> accent. When she first came here, I, I couldn't understand. She'd be like, I went to a story the other day. Oh my God, I have a And I was like, Katie, what do you, I was like, you're like a rainbow. If a rainbow could talk, that would be Katie. And when you were talking about the Uber, Katie's the one talking to the Uber driver and I'm not even hungover. I'm just like a New Yorker. I'm like, shut up. Like, what do you, what do you? and she's like, oh my God, it's loving you. Like me we, in New York, all we do is make fun of how amazing and happy Katie is. So I was like, I got to get to Ireland. I'm only really nice to them because I don't want to give them a really big tip. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll still give, I'll give them like 20%, but you feel really guilty because they send you like a message and stuff afterwards. And I'm like, so I, I just, I'm not going higher than 20%. Well, you, you shouldn't be giving out your number, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> they have it in the lift up. They text you. They're like, okay, it's okay. They're like, I know, new country, you want to meet new people. I get it. It's hard, it's hard to make friends. I did give my number to a guy on the street, actually, the other night. I just panicked because, well, do you know what? I was wearing Lomford, uh, Lomford Ga shorts and he stopped me and he said, nice basketball shorts. And I was like, excuse you, uh, these are actually football shorts. And then he asked for my number and I got panicked and I gave it. And then he won't stop texting me. His last text message was, if you don't want to talk, that's fine. And I was like, I thought by me not responding. would have. <laughs> That's, that sounds quite crazy. I would be scared of that man, to is, be honest. Why is there not like is there a different etiquette for ghosting somebody in America? I think I think they're much more like uh, like I feel like Irish lads. If you don't text them back once, they'll just be grand. They'd be too embarrassed to text you again. But here, they're like their confidence, their egos. They're like, there's no way she's ghosting me. She has to be in love with me. There's you know, and they're just keep. <laughs> I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Tori? Well, Katie, we wanted to ask because um, me and Katie think there's like a new type of fuckboy in America. Yeah, right, these Katie? motherfuckers. <laughs> Katie says it's the type of guy. Wait, I don't want to butcher well, no, it. Katie, you okay, say so it. The, you know the way like in Ireland, I guess a fuckboy will be considered like a player, like someone who just hits you and leaves you. Goodbye. But here, what they do Wait, is... just dick in the curtains and just fucks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even in Ireland, like, I haven't had a lot of one-night stands back home, but the ones I did, they would stay over the night, you know? They wouldn't be like, I'm in and out. Whereas, I guess that's what you would consider a player. But here, what they do now is... Uh, what the fuckboys do is they tell you how beautiful you are and how amazing and how they've never met anyone like you and oh god they really wanted to date someone like you and then they have sex with you and then you never hear from them again so it's like they emotionally fuck you whereas you're like oh, I would have been grand just having sex but now you've convinced me that I am amazing oh I want to date this person and then yeah so it's kind of like a they mess with your head a little they're a, le- they're a level two fuckboy yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd be mad fucking y'all. Hundred <laughs> percent. Are lads just afraid to be honest and say, like, do you want the rise? Like, do you think that is that it? Are they building it up to like, oh no, no, I'm not like that, but they are like yeah. I think so. No, they'll well, I think that they I think that they know because I'm like I give off very like innocent Irish vibes. I think they're like oh, if we say it's just sex, that I won't fuck them. So I think they're like, oh, let's just like be like, oh, I wanna get married and I'm like I'd rather the other option I don't want to get married oh I want to get married will you shut up the fuck (laughs) Jesus what do you think Tori well oh well I've noticed there is this like weird thing where they're like oh my god like they compliment you they like shower you in compliments but they're also showering like five other girls in the same thing they're like you're amazing you're beautiful Veronica I'm like no Tori they're like oh 
pay. Oh no, but or they'll tell you like, oh, you know, like um, I'm not a commitment guy. Like they won't straight out say, hey, I don't want a relationship with you. I have so much fun hanging out. They'll like they'll like go around it. They're like, I'm not a relation. They always like name themselves. They're like, I'm not a relationship guy. You know, girls can't take me. I'm like. I'm like, wait, so are you telling me you don't want a relationship? He's like, what? I'm just being honest. I'm like, no, you're not. You literally just told the wall the thing instead of me. Are lads like that? Is that, because I haven't been home in six years, like, full-time. What's it like back home now? Are lads, is there, like, fucky boys? Well, like, I, all, all the guys I have sex with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they always stay over. They always stay over, yes. We make toast in the morning, uh, brew coffee. Uh, at least they make you breakfast. All good. If if you were like if your lads were saying that they were doing that carry on like wouldn't you I just feel like Irish lads would be a bit more embarrassed to be like that like getting a comp you, you could be dating a lad for like four an Irish lad for four months before he could give you a proper like oh I like it yeah <laughs> lads lads are just like Irish men in particular never show emotion but like one of our one of our mates who's a girl was saying that um you know she's on she's on Tinder or whatever and she's just kind of at a point now where she doesn't really want a fella she kind of just wants a lad to ride now and again. And she was just saying, with lads, they'd like, they'd ghost you rather than just say, hey, do you want to call over like twice a week and we'll just shag each other and, and you can go away home. And then the lads would be like, ah, like that's exactly what they want. But they're like, and like, I don't know, because, and then they just ignore you rather than actually have the conversation and say, yeah, we should just fuck like casually. I think yeah. Irish lads don't want to be seen. Yeah. To be just after the right. Like, mm. it's just not, don't have some sort of confidence. We're missing that maybe American lads have that it, look, I think Irish dad would be afraid to, to message a girl on Tinder and be like, hey, do you want to have sex? And then he's afraid that, like, she'll tell everyone in town. Well, how rude this prick was. He's a fucking beaten by it's more about So it's more about a town thing. Okay. You know, I, 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 that could be it, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. Like, if a fella texts a girl and was like, you know, sex, question mark. Like, when he went down, when he went downtown the next day, they'd be like, I hear you're into fucking wicked shit now. You're into some sick shit. It's like, no, I just wanted to have sex with someone of the opposite sex. And then there's some lads like, we're talking about an our podcast, about dick pics is still a big thing. And why are Irish lads like, you know, they go from too shy to make eye contact. I'm like, oh, you got none. And I, yeah, you know your fatter. Straight to sending you a photo of their genitals. Like, what, where, where is the middle ground gone, ladies? I think it's the weirder the person, um, the more like elaborate and thought out the dick pic because i feel like the more fratty guys i've been with and like the worst dick pic but like the weird guys that you don't expect i'm like it oh that's like a, a nice dick on pic. It. like not that's nice it just yeah they know how to like take the angles like they take a lot you'll find that a lot in america you'll find a lot of guys in america that like are good at sex but you won't think they're good at sex because they're like weird. No one sends me dick pics. Not in Ireland. Not here. I must be missing out on this dick pic phenomenon. It's it's that it, as you said earlier earlier on. It's that innocent Irish mm. vibe you're giving off. You know, <laughs> I think that's what it is. But like, listen now. Now that you've said it, I don't you basically want to. just said yeah. No, no. Okay, what, what I under- yeah, Katie. Now every person, Katie, give out your number on this podcast. I'll give it out for you. Yeah. What I understood there, Katie. I have it here. Yes. What I understood there, Katie, was you were you you were basically looking for dick pics. Is is that's all I've taken from our last conversation? He's searching for dick pics. She's gonna I ask like, the Uber I like driver. Dicks, like when I'm in the bedroom and it's like sexy and you're all, but like a dick out of context is just not yeah. attractive. You know. You know 
This is what a girl does with a dick pic. Ready? She gets a dick pic and she calls her friend. She's like, look at it. Oh, yes. I've got. I'm not like sitting there like masturbating. I'm sending it to every one of my friends. Yes, I've gotten dick pics and they're all from Tori. Okay. <laughs> nice. So you just want them when you're in the bedroom. You need like, you know, a big red Batman phone. This is my dick pic phone. Yeah. So get the dick phone. <laughs> Listen, like dicks are attractive when you're like hot and turned on and stuff, but like an actual dick is it they're kind of like funny looking, you know, they're floppy and you got your balls. Well, like a guy could deceive you. You could be texting a really hot guy and he could send you like a stunt dick. You yeah. could like Google image big nice dicks like True. Yeah. yeah I wanted to I wanted to ask another question because I feel like guys in America recently I've noticed will go like out of their way to cheat on a girl like instead of just ending things they'll like create another instagram account or get another phone like do you guys in ireland do that too very dramatic i don't know how anyone has time for that <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't know, know either like just looking at our group of friends and, and like our, our our male friends like they just want a woman They'll never cheat in her. They just want a fucking woman. They don't care what she's like. They are such she is. degenerates. They can't get one woman to cheat on. <laughs> never mind a string of women. So, I, I think like in New York, and you might have noticed it in LA as well, it's just people, there's a lot, there's just so many people and then the people don't want to commit because they're afraid they'll get something better and then they don't, I guess the cheating is easier than risking. I don't know. Yeah, I guess they could just can so, cheat. Talking, talking about American men, I have to say, one thing us Irish lads should probably take from the American guys is like the confidence they have. So they'll walk up to a woman in a supermarket and be like... Or on the street because she's wearing Longford shorts. Yes, and just casually walk up and be like, you look good. You know, do you want to come on a date sometime? Irish men will not speak to a woman. Like the pubs have closed now, so Irish men stop talking to women in March. Just <laughs> period. Stop. When the pubs were in, were in business, like you'd probably chat to a bird around two o'clock in the morning when you're just like when you can't lift your head you know irish men after drink lose <laughs> the ability in their neck neck's so gone to, to just and then they're just like you're fucking lovely so you are like you want to come back to my place and they think like that's totally acceptable and it's yeah he, geez, he's very good at chatting up women that fella yeah, it's, like, it, it's 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 so true like because i've never i have had guys asking for my number on the subway uh walking up to me on the street like all those type of things and like i set tori up with an irish lad over here and she Whoa. was she was like exactly what you said like he he was hammered drunk she was like is this like i guess and i guess for him maybe that's all he needed for the confidence he was too honest he was like wait he was like oh i have he's like i haven't gotten laid in so long and then he like kissed me i was like what like I, I can't. I wish I could remember. He kept being like, "Drink." I was like, "I don't want to." He's like, "Ah, she'll take a pint." I was like, "I don't want to drink." Like this guy, like didn't know we were like the complete opposites. And then he asked me, like in the beginning, he was like, "Oh, that's cool. You're from New York." And then by the end, he was like, "You like being Jewish?" <laughs> and he like looked at me. I was like, "This is the worst." Meanwhile, Katie, I called Katie. I was like, Katie. In the beginning of the date, before the date, she's like, oh, he's going to be lovely. Like, if anything, it'll be a good joke. By the end of the date, I'm like, I called her. I'm like, you, where did you meet this guy? He's an alcoholic. She's like, oh, he comes to my bar every day. <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> I just thought, I thought she'd be so good with an Irish lad because Tori's so confident and Irish lads need that, you know, a nice, confident American girl. But I didn't predict the alcoholism. And it makes sense since he comes to my bar every day. I just really wasn't thinking. A lot of Irishmen just need mothers. 
Yeah. Honestly. No, motors. 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 A mother. I'm going to have to start oh, filming. <laughs> I'm like, a motor? <laughs> no, they do. I think, honestly. Mothers. Some of, like, my friends now are getting to that age. We're all approaching 30. And I think they're just, in the next year or two, they're going to lower their standards and they're basically just going to look for something. Someone, not something, that look, just looks after them. Someone who washes mm-hmm. up after them, gets their dinner ready. And honestly, Irish men go from like their mammy looking after them to then finding a woman and then she just becomes your mammy. Honestly, I think, I think that's the way it is. It's so true. Because even like with me, when I was back in Ireland, I was in a, a long-term relationship, but I was in college and working full-time. And then I remember one time my boyfriend giving out to me that I never make him sandwiches. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was like, well, I will never have time to make sandwiches. So if you come back to Ireland, your Tinder profile should just be an iron. <laughs> some, some iron shirts and a toasted here, cheese sandwich yeah, here, here's a lamb chop I cooked earlier yeah. there's definitely some fella some fella from Keenan Gads at home just wanking going fucking she's so fucking good at ironing Jesus where's your grade half that floor yeah. wait so what do you think it is about because you know how Americans are obsessed with the show mm. Normal People yeah, yeah do you guys know yeah. that Every, you know that right okay so what do you think? Well, I don't know. What do you think it is about like the actor? Wait, Katie, what's his name? The actor oh. in it? Paul Mezcal. What's, what do you think it is about him? The characteristic he has of an Irish guy that like every American girl is obsessed with. Oh, he, he's, he's in fairness to him. He does depict an Irish, an Irish fellow like very well. Obviously he is an Irish man, but I mean that awkwardness he has, yeah. that is exactly what almost 98% of Irishmen have when a woman is in the room it's like you know he's kind of going to her i like you marianne and it takes him fucking eight episodes to do it but like eventually he does it and that's what irish men are like they need to be warmed up they need to be kind of led into it i think women like a fixer-upper mm-hmm. okay so american yeah, girls want that Paul, okay. yeah or his connell connell is like uh, oh he's, yeah he's handsome and he's you know sporty and honest and intelligent <clears throat> But, you know, the roof is leaking and, you know, he needs a coat of paint. He needs new carpets on him, you know. So women are like, I'll take him and I'll be, I'll, I'll get him. He's a project. He's a project. Yeah. Irish men are projects. You know, you got to take him on, put some work into him. They're like, they're like flowers. You get flowers every fucking day. You got to prune them. You got to water them. You got to make sure they're still alive. You have to shave them, you yeah. know. It's exactly like a man, an Irish man. This is why I can't have an Irish boyfriend over here. I like killed a plant after a week in the pandemic. So I'd be just... There you go. I know. Like, no, considering that all Irish men you know, Katie, are alcoholics, it's, it's definitely <laughs> certainly yeah. not a good start. I need lots of liquid. <laughs> I, can I ask you, because you just said there about shave them, you went in the show, you were joking about, um, or maybe it was in your podcast, you are talking about manscaping. Is that something Irish mm. lads do now, or is that something that like, you feel the pressure to do? Irish men, Irish men have changed massively. They're starting to look after themselves. Honestly, I, I, like, even our group of friends, like, we have friends who are farmers, and like, even they're starting to look good. Um, but like, for <laughs> us, it's like, you got to look after yourself. Like, if, if, trim your balls, you know, Trim your chest. The, the, the hair on your balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't cut your balls. And you shouldn't have a hairy back. I mean, <laughs> Irish men, even fashion-wise, they're starting to like get into themselves. Obviously not us. Yeah, like, you know, we're in, we're in <laughs> casual gear today. But like, we, we went on the Late Late Show back home and like I had like jeans on, skinny jeans, and like you could see my ankles, like, which is like the ankles out, which is kind of all the going out for men. But like some Irish men were like, that's cool. And then the rest of them were like, fucking Egypt. Where's the socks? Can you not afford socks? It's like, that's fucked. 
building that. Wow. So different, different kind of bits of the spectrum, I think, John. But like, you, look, you've you've manscaped a bit. Oh yeah. If you grew up watching porn, you just yes. <laughs> you know get get the razors out and and just trim it back. It's hygienic and you know it's fun for everybody. A friend of ours uh, moved <laughs> home recently and was uh, so he's in the bathroom with you know trimming away and then when he comes out uh his mother's like what were you doing and he still has a full beard <laughs> oh my god <laughs> how do you tell your mother just trimming my pubes mama i can't understand why anyone has pubes though. they're fucking rotten do you think yeah. do you think do you think on women as well do you think they're rotten oh yeah i'd be you know not known there at all less is really? more really oh, i would go as far as to get get laser <laughs> Honestly, I, uh, since I like since I first started growing pubes, I was like, they're rotten. Just never like. You never like them. I say I'm the first Irishman to shave them. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to patent that. Why well, do, do you have a, a differing view on pubes? I I have I keep them trim, but I just like my vagina with with them on. I think it looks. I don't know. And also, I just don't know. I've just always had them. I've always trimmed them. No one ever told me as a when I was younger what to do with them. And it wasn't until I got older. It's very uh, polarizing over here. Like half the women are full bush, half the women are naked. And I'm just here in the middle going, oh, I just like to trim. But no one, like no guy has ever complained or anything. But they have been like, oh, they've only ever seen extremes as well. So I don't know. That's interesting that you're like, bleh. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, there's your... Well, it's very 2007. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go you know makes sense very 2007 you're like ew wait until 2020 gets there you're gonna yeah, be like exactly. i miss a bush wait until like laser hair removal's all the rage over there you see it's 2007 here in tipperary and like brazilians have just arrived now mm, so, okay that's kind of where we're at well i i only i tried to wax my vagina once and i couldn't pull the the strapped off it was actually my deb's and my okay. so prom for american listeners and uh my family all came to a, what? a prom okay so i put the wax on oh it was prom yeah and like i wouldn't look as well i'm lucky because I, I quite have a lot of blonde hair so i wouldn't be very hairy anyway but so i didn't know where to put it so i just stuck it all over my vagina couldn't pull them off went downstairs in my deb's dress with wax strips stuck to my flaps <laughs> And then when my cousin pulled it off eventually, my cousin, I had to wait till she came, and I was like, "I have wax strips stuck to me. Can you come up and pull it off for me?" And she came up like the hero that she is and pulled off my vagina. <laughs> uh, Jesus, this is before you went out to the, the dance. Yeah, but I was a good hour like downstairs getting photos in my dress with fucking vagina, <laughs> fucking wax on my vagina. I hope it, I hope it was a flowy dress, <laughs> body. <laughs> It was it was kind of tight to dress in fairness, but yeah. So that probably just turned me off the whole thing. And it's also money, like for women to go. I don't even get my nails done, so I'm just like, ah, I'll just trim it. But I went to my gynecologist. Now I've said this on the podcast, but for you lads, uh, not that you need to know this because you don't have a vagina. But just in case you ever see a girl with vagina hair, my gynecologist says she's on a war path to try and get women to stop uh, fully shaving it off because uh, there was a high increase of genital warts, herpes. Uh, and stuff like that that actually your pubes protect you it's like acts like a shield it doesn't stop it but it protects you uh, and it, it helps against bacteria and stuff like that so it's actually very healthy for you okay so you that's go. why you have the pubes okay, yeah, you need to protect i what what did you say what? I, I don't know if that's science i would have thought like pubes like are like that's how you get pubic lice yeah i've always been scared by head lice so then like i don't want to take the chance 
down there. That's why he never puts his head down yeah. there. So basically, you see that beard. There's just nothing, nothing from the whole way down. Right. But, like, but how long does that take? That seems like a lot of, you shave or you like laser, you chest? You, shave you? it, yeah. I've got an electric razor. That's a, how long is that? It's a long process. 15, 20 minutes, yeah. What do you do? What's the once a week? What, what's, uh, what are you doing? I'll probably go once every three weeks or that now. Because I like a little bit. Wow. Cold, you know what I mean? Even on my chest, I like a little bit. It's pretty hairy now at the moment, actually. I'm not, I'm not that's, why it's, that's why it's zipped up all the way. Yeah, it's it. zipped up all the way. See, it's a little bit Ooh, there now at the moment. It's not that's made. good. Right. Yeah. But see, let me just say something. Back here in 2020, yeah. girls yeah. actually really like chest hair. Like all of my friends, we all say how much we like guys with chest hair. I, had, I think because we like a few years ago, no one had it anymore. So now we want what we didn't have. I had just shaved off all my chest hair. And then fucking Zac Efron brought that show out on Netflix. And he's going around with a fucking hairy chest. I was like, fucking anyway, I just can't win. Yeah, he's a god. But... Mm. I, cause I, the last guy I was seeing, he shaved everywhere, everywhere. And like, I was lying on his chest and I, it felt like stubbly. And then when I was like riding him on top, this is very graphic, but it hurt my vagina cause it was like a razor burn. And I said it Ooh. to him, I was like, I was like, are you doing that for me? And he was like, yeah, yeah. My ex wanted it. And I was like, well, don't, I'd rather you be hairy and not fucking have a sore vagina afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a fine line. You got to have a bit of stubble, I think. Yeah. A little cushion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna reevaluate all my shaving techniques now. This is really. Oh crazy. no! I feel awful. <laughs> it it's, so, it's so hard to be a human, isn't it? Like all the shit. It's fucking, it's fucking shit, man. I wish I was a fucking not a bird. I don't like birds. I wish I was like a fuck. <laughs> is that hairy chest thing like a reaction to all the kind of fitness? influencer dudes on instagram shave, wax or shave or whatever to bring to make their chest look more defined yeah i shaved mine and was like fuck where's my six pack <laughs> <laughs> so is this hairy chest movement pushing back against that i don't know i've never like i've never taken a a poll but i don't know amongst my friends that's what i guess we like yeah it's very manly you know and men are getting and it's totally fine if you want to like uh get more feminine uh, and that's fine and even Irish lads I saw when it went back they're wearing like long t-shirts and more stylish and stuff like that but I know for a lot of women who like that kind of manly like grizzly like stubble beard hairy chest comes with that it's like it's sexy you know you're like ooh, he's gonna maybe beat me but don't <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you ever see like the old James Bond movies like Sean Connery takes his top off and he's got like three inches of hair all <laughs> over his chest. He's a man. And then you see Daniel Craig now. And okay, he could probably like lift a horse. Like <laughs> totally shaped. Yeah. Sign of the times. It is. It's just, and also as well, there's this huge thing coming back of like, uh, uh, like natural stuff in general, like fucking tea tree oil and, and loads of girls. I, I'll always shave my armpits, but if you don't want to shave them, that's fine. But that's becoming, that's coming into New York where lots of people aren't shaving their armpits as well. It's all going oh natural. That so. to me is like, I, I, I feel that I feel about like girls not shaving their armpits about like you with the pubes. It's like, why? Like, it's so gross. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if girls are going to hate me after this, but it's like, just fucking shave. It's one scoop. I don't It's like, I'm doing this for me. I'm like, really? You smell. Don't yeah. do this for you. I don't want to be near you. Well, hold on. Well, if you're not going to shave your armpits, just wear a deodorant, definitely. But I wonder if like, 
you know, because I was thinking about in the olden days, you know, like in the 1800s and they had hairy armpits. Did that stop them from sweating? Did it grab the sweat? Like, is that why is that why we have hair in our armpits? I don't. Again, that's because society would make me feel too embarrassed. But I've heard I've heard that if you shave your armpits, you're less likely to sweat. Oh, really? Okay, so there you go. Well, I've yeah, I haven't ever I've always shaved. It's like brushing your teeth, you know? Yeah, it's not that. Don't, I can't imagine. I've never, I haven't seen a woman up close with um, hairy armpits. A lot of female comedians over here would be more because they they really like the Brooklyn scene, and that's more alty and kind of bohemian anyway. And they're very like outspoken yeah. about that stuff. So I this we, isn't for the environment or anything, is it? <laughs> There's other ways to help. Yeah, like like you know, like don't use single use plastics. Yeah, but do shave your armpits. Right. Yeah. Get hmm. rid of the straws, but <laughs> remove the hair. Yeah. I think it's more to get like attention. Like they, they think they're like, I don't want to be with society. It's like more of, I feel like it's more of like an attention thing. Yeah. What do you think, yeah, Katie? I, I, well, think nowadays, I think nowadays people just stand for stuff, you know, because yeah. it, it's, it's just something to be fucking seen with. It's more cool so than, to be yeah. standing for something. Yeah. Even if it's very <laughs> Yeah. Look, I well, I'm sure there is as well. There is probably women who are just like, I just don't want to do that. I couldn't be arsed. So that's fine as well. Like, whatever you're... Yeah. yeah. You're lazy. <laughs> Sorry, Tori, you go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, this isn't, about, this isn't about pubes or anything. This is like nothing about you. bodily parts. Wait, so in your show, when you did the show in, I think, what was it, a restaurant or a bar, you were saying, you're like, oh, yeah. this feels so weird oh, yeah. for people to not know who we are. Are there any, cause me and Katie will talk about like, Oh, remember the early days of comedy when we started, it was like fun, open, like open mics and running around. Do you have any like funny stories of like early shows you had or like bad sketch ideas that you're now you could like laugh at and you're just like, what the fuck? Well, we never did uh, like any open mic nights or never open for anyone else. Cause we were lucky in that we made a bit of noise on the internet. And then our first gig it was a couple hundred people there and, so we've had a weird experience in that. You had the opposite experience. Yeah. You no started out so successful. You just woke up in a success. You're like, oh, okay. I guess this and suits now, me. Now we're fucking shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Washed up. Well, our, our, oh, I don't know. Yeah, so that was, it, we've always had good support in Ireland. And then once we went abroad, it can be weirder. All right. Like, yeah. I, I, put it, I put it this way. There was like one particular time we went to New York and like this guy, we'd only been, like, it was our first time going Yeah, there. we'd only just started the two Johnnies. We were maybe like six months or a year in, and we both still had our normal jobs. We hadn't gone full time and stuff at this stage. And this guy rang us up, an American guy, and was like, I love the, the craft beer sketch you did. We never done a sketch on craft beer ever. But like, we weren't going to tell this guy. We were like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'd love to get you guys out to New York and do some gigs in my bar. You know, I was like, we've got a function room and everything. We were like, oh, my God this fucking fella is going to pay us to come to New York. Like we'd never been anywhere really. And then he was like, yeah, we'll fly you out for a week. We'll put you up and there might not be much money, but like we can, we can maybe give you something, but they were going to put us up for a week and fly us to New York. We'd never been anywhere. We'd had around five gigs at this stage. We were like deadly. Got to New York, told them like we needed two mics, needed a guitar cable, all the, all the kind of stuff we needed for our show back home, which we were in total control of. Then we got to New York and there was two mics and a guitar, a guitar cable and that was it. No lights, no nothing. He told us he closed the bar. He didn't close the bar. The bar was open. Around 500 Irish people turned up out to Woodlawn, which is fucking crazy at the best of times. 
And then we were in the corner on a little stage trying to do stand-up comedy. And then one of the microphones stopped working. And then the cable for the guitar stopped working. So for around 15 minutes, it's me and Johnny passing the mic over and back trying to tell jokes to a bunch of pissed Irish people who are like, what are they saying? What, are, are the boys good? It's like, oh. And I remember coming off stage that night and just been like, fuck that, I'm not doing comedy anymore. <laughs> wow. But then, a uh, few people that we had made friends with handed us like quadruple Jägermeister and Red Bulls. And we had a fucking great night. It was the best so, week. It was the best week of our lives. We were just pissed for a whole week. It was brilliant. <laughs> well, the shows got better as well. Yeah, we done another show yeah. in a proper function room, and it went well. Yeah. Yes. But we that's that's very New York experience. That would have been a lot of mine and Tori's first experiences over here. Were shows like that. We once did forty minutes each in front of in a hostel uh, with no microphone. I think for people who spoke French. So there was a translator <laughs> translating our jokes. Oh, do you remember that story? That was a fucking nightmare. Of course I do remember. It was like, my, it felt like being on TV. There was like a delay. <laughs> oh. I was like, finally, I've made it. I felt like I was doing my like late night set. They'd be like, and then be like, oh, and I'd be like, oh, I like, honestly, it felt good. So, cause we, we obviously both, me and Tori both started in, in New York around the same time. So I I didn't start comedy in Ireland. What was it like? Like for us, you know, it's a big city. You, you can kind of, you don't really know people. It's fine. But what was it like starting at home where your friends and your family, like, well, I guess because you already had the podcast, but even doing the podcast, were people supportive at the start or? Well, for our first gigs, uh, we didn't have podcasts. We were just doing like sketches oh, and funny okay. songs and online. But uh so, you know, when you're starting, like our first ever gig, we, we wrote it. We had to do a full fucking hour and a half. Hour and a half like our, it was our first time ever doing a show. And so, you know, for an hour and a half of laughs, you're pulling from like things that actually happened to you. Like a funny thing that happened to you and your friends and all. Because you've got to come up with 90 minutes of material in a week. Whatever. Fuck, you're using everything you can remember. Yeah, right. So, and then you're looking out into the audience and you're telling a story and it's like... Uh, Fuck, there's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> this happened to him. He is the bottom of my joke. Right. So it, it was one thing to, you know, do podcasts, mm. but when you can see the white of somebody's eyes and he's in the third row, it's like, that's the guy I'm making fun of right now. Yeah, we, we've been lucky because, like, we're living, living in a small enough town and everybody kind of, you know, like, at the start, it was kind of like, oh, the boys are a bit crazy, you know, and then it was like, oh, we don't really care anymore. And now, honestly, nobody gives a shit. Like, bar, obviously, when our television show went out, like, because in Ireland, television is still pretty big. Like, you know, it, it's like a big deal to be on TV. Yeah. And then, like, everybody was like, I've seen you on the telly. Like, I can't believe people are paying you to do that. And it was kind of, it's crazy in that sense. But a lot of the time, they just don't care. And our friends don't even care. Our friends never come up to us and are like, what was, what was this like? Or what was that like? Or what was the TV like? They just... They just treat us completely normal, which is good for us because that's uh, that's all we want. Like, you know? Yeah, we're like, keep doing stupid shit. We're taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always find, do you find that like, would people be like, oh, is this going to go in your act? You know? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Someone like one of our friends are like drunk or something and they say something and like they can see us looking at each other and they're just like, <laughs> oh, for fuck. Where, where are we going to hear that now? So, yeah. But I want to just thank all our friends because there is no way we'd be where we were if they weren't such degenerates you know exactly like sometimes i think my friends i like to pick friends that are more funnier and crazier than me because they give me the stories like i think sometimes as a comic like obviously you're a funny person but i think you surround yourself with crazier people like i'm kind of like 
not quiet with my friends, but I kind of just like sit back and listen. And then I'm, and then on stage, I do an impression of them. They're like, wait, that, that was me. I was like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, She has about five minutes of an impression of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Sorry. Do your, do your Irish accent for lads. Well, no, I get nervous doing my impression of Katie because one time I did it at a show and afterwards she's like, like the whole bit was like how Katie like talks like this and oh, she's so excited and oh, everything's so innocent and oh, and I did it. And afterwards she's like, oh, I don't sound like that. And I was like, I'm sorry. And she was upset about something else. And I was like, Katie, and I like never want to hurt Katie. And she's like, oh, well, oh, I don't think it's very nice. And I, I, people say, no, I sound like a and I don't. I wasn't upset about you doing see, the impression. See, she's getting, she's getting, see where you guys started a fight for me at 9.45 in the morning in LA. Wow. Well, it's 12.46 here and 5.46 in theirs. That wasn't why I was annoyed. It was a different thing, but I can't remember. It wasn't about the accent. It was because, oh, I just said to you, you did a very, start. you like said top of the morning or something at some stage. That was No, it. I and didn't I was- say top of the morning. I just oh. was doing your accent. You said... You said, that's not how I sound. And I go, but how sometimes people impersonate. I go, but sometimes how people impersonate someone is not exactly how they sound. It's how they hear them in their head. Like, I'm not doing an amazing impression of Katie, but I'm doing that. She's so excited. You know what I mean? So, So, And you're right. And it's very funny. (laughs) We're going to cut that out. (laughs) No, no. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it raw. Let's keep it raw. Let's keep it raw. But you're right about uh, with the crazy friends. Like, I don't do that with my friends, but I do. I definitely there must be some reason why I pick these crazy men to date. Like, and it always does turn out to be comedy. And I'm always like, why can't I ever find a good man? But then I have such great stories by these crazy guys. So I think subconsciously, I'm like, you're insane. I'm going to date you. Yeah, yeah straight some, off. Some of those bad decisions are probably great jokes. Yeah. Right. Now, when you guys do your live performance, do you, is it more just like stories about guys or do you ever talk about dating or you really keep that separate? Uh, well, our shows now are most or were uh, mostly live podcasts. So we would do some stand-up comedy about whatever and then we'd get into a topic. But the topics live kind of have to be that bit juicier. Mm. Because, you know, if you're in the car or listening to it, you could be giving your mother a lift or you're, you know, on a construction site. But when it's a live podcast, everybody's having a few drinks. They want to hear about, you know, you had sex with the neighbor and the dog came in and there was a fight. You know, they want to hear the juicy stuff. So in in comedy, people love hearing about sex stories gone wrong, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I love telling them. Have you ever had a, have you ever talked about someone you've dated and then they like been like, Hey, stop talking about me. Uh, the first half. Yes. The second half. No. <laughs> Most girls are like, please say more. <laughs> I'd say a lot of girls are just hoping they'll make it into the material. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like a lot of stuff that we talk about, like, is like, like I, I, I've got a missus and stuff. And then like, sometimes she'll do something and be like, don't fucking say that on the podcast now. So it's like, even she's thinking like, I better not say that or he, but nothing's, nothing's off bounds. I don't care if something funny happens. I don't care who done it, who it's about. We will say it. Like, yeah. Is there ever like a limit that you're like, okay, this is so funny, but I'm not going to say this because I think it might hurt them. Have you ever had that situation? Or you just that's go probably, for it? That's probably one of our problems <laughs> <laughs> is that we don't have a limit. I think if it's going to get someone in actual trouble, but a lot of times we'll tell it and not name who it is. Yeah. Right. So it's like, well, a friend of ours, you know, and sometimes that could actually be ourselves. So we'll change, we'll change who it's about. 
But I think the jokes, if if, if the joke, like, we'll say anything to make you laugh. If you, if you do, if you're telling a story about a friend of ours, say, uh, and you, we, we do an impression of him. So just our friends know who we're talking about. And it's like, oh, I can't believe, you know, he had sex with a dog. But then no one else <laughs> will know who it's about. So right. we win, you know? I guess as well, like the other thing as well, people, there's no association. So for the, for the broader scheme, but people like, I find guys don't, will say that to me before they date me. They're like, I don't want to be in your fucking comedy act. And you're like, you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Or like I did a video about, um, on TikTok, I was like, oh, this is when you know a guy's really single. Cause the joke is that he has a two in one for uh, shampoo and conditioner. And I showed him the video and the caption was, this is when you know a guy's really single. Now we're like, we're in like the early stages. We're not like boyfriend, girlfriend, but we've decided we're not seeing each other. And he looked at it and he was like, wait, I don't, what do you mean? What, what do you mean you, I'm really single? Like, I was like, no, no, that's just like a better caption than to say, like, I'm sure you've dated a bunch before, but he was so like obsessed with that. I was like, no, it's just a better caption. Uh, so I think girls have a harder time with comedy stuff. I don't know. I think it's just like, like a little harder for yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe like, cause like we'll we'll say stuff when we're on TV or when we're like doing a show, and it's kind of like almost not the characters we play, but it's like the heightened versions of us saying it, and it's not really kind of sometimes what we think. Well, at mm-hmm. least that's what we have to tell you know those near. Right, right, right. But like, yeah, well, that's yeah. what that's what people have to remember as well. Because I even I put up an Instagram story like, oh, because uh, I was wearing my Lomford shorts, and I was actually meeting someone to go on a date, and I was like, oh, like you know joking like I'm going on a date in gas shorts and the amount of people who messaged me being like oh I can't believe you're off the market now and stuff and I was like what like this is just I, I'm going on a date but people kind of take what you say very seriously or they just they yeah they kind of they don't even get the joke sometimes maybe you're like maybe it's just a bad joke maybe they just thought this was a <laughs> maybe I need to work on my writing skills <laughs> well there you go there's a lot of guys slipping into your dms it's a good start anyway Ah, uh, yeah, but that's just any You're woman on Instagram. So many dick pics now. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so many! I'm so excited. I want. I, hope, I, I want. Uh, nothing. I was going to say was important. It was just about dick pics. I'm sure. What, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say have so. Okay, okay, so I know you're in a serious relationship, and one of you is a single, right? So um, did they, no. You're dating. I got yeah. really high pitched. I love love, so I'm most happy when people. A one, yeah, a one, as we say here. That's great. So when you were in America, neither of you were single. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I haven't been single in ages, yeah. No, I, I just met her before I went to America. So, we, we, like, it was... Early days. Early days. Early yeah. days, yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask you, so have you ever dated an American at all or tried the apps over there before even when you were... No, no. actually. Our friends, our, our friend did. Like, we, we, we've, made, we've got friends who live in New York as well. I'm not going to fucking reveal their names, but they'll probably listen to this. But he was saying that, like, one night he brought an American girl home, and it was his first time, like, you know, having sex with an American girl. He said it was fucking crazy. Like, he, he was like, he plays music, and she was like, Can you sing to me? And he's like, ah, For fuck's sake, I thought we were going riding here. Like, you know, and she's like, Do some of your routine. And he's like, Fuck. And he couldn't believe how confident the American girls were. So the Irish girls are like, you know, you get in the room, she's like, right, take your clothes off, turn the fucking lights off, don't look at me, tickle me neck twice on the right-hand side, but other than that, yeah. keep your fucking hands where I can see them. Get under the covers yeah, now. it's basically an instruction manual. And he said, like, he came into the room with the American girl, and after around three minutes, he was like, am I, am I in a porno? <laughs> she was like, she was like on the fucking mantle, you know, the like bedside locker, and she was like looking in the mirror, and then she was like, 
take me. And he was like, what? Where, the, where do you want me to take you? And she's like, no, take me. And he's like, listen, fucking, I don't want any of this funky shit now. Let's just yeah. do it. Just riding. Yeah, no, he said it was, it was one, some of the best sex he ever had. But like, he said he felt so awkward. She wanted him to like have sex with her in the mirror. And he said every time he was like trusting into her, he was looking in the mirror going, oh, fuck. Fucking, oh, Jesus, the state of me, the state of me. But uh, yeah, he, he finished, didn't he? That is, that is true. I wonder as well if one of your friends is the guy that Tori went on the date with. But um... Wait, did you have sex in front of a mirror? <laughs> no. But that's definitely something I'm very narcissistic, so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm always like, let's go to the bathroom and have sex. And they're like, why? I'm like, what do you mean, why? And then I just look at myself. It's quite yeah. fun, actually, to look let's at yourself. I let's go that. to the bathroom to have sex. Why? I love the smell of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bathroom is like the least, yeah. What a shower is good. Oh yeah, Sherry said it's great. Well, I because I had an Irish lad friend as well. He said the exact same as your friend. Like he he went back, had sex with her, and she was started putting like eggs up her vagina. Like she was some sort. It's she said wow. it makes her tighter. And 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 then as I found out, uh, she actually is friends with with Tori through some weird way. So I I don't know how we found oh, that yes. out. Oh yeah, yes, the eggs or something. <laughs> Just I, I I'm I'm guessing those eggs are like some sort of like you know like are they like you, you know sex ties or vibrate like she's not putting up like you know fucking actual actual hen's eggs like like did she used to work in bangkok or what (laughs) (laughs) it's like a chicken dance putting up some eggs (laughs) no it's some sort of porcelain thing i don't know it's to show how like to tight your vagina i don't know how how i'm because basically so i um i'm very close to my mom in new york and my mom is obsessed with my dogs and that's a i think that's a very american thing where so she'll like she'll do anything for this dog for me she'll do nothing she gets like a dog groomed at her apartment so somehow the woman starts telling my mom she's like oh i'm dating this guy and i'm going to these sex clubs and my mom's like oh yeah oh my god that's great next thing i know my mom's like katie you know this girl i'm like how and then find out katie's friend used to date her and now i'm hearing it from katie telling me that she's crazy and my mom is like thinking she's entertaining and, and not even that she's crazy, but wild Just sex life for a poor sex. Irish guy. You know, he was like, I've never, I've never experienced so much sex toys. And uh, yeah, I guess she was talking about bringing him sex clubs. I don't know if he went to a sex club in the end, but he was like, he called me being like, I think I'm going to die, but you know, the sex is great. So fuck it. But like, this is where I'll be if you don't hear from me in a few days. Is he a comedian? He's probably just looking for more content, is he? No. no, he's not at all. I've been saying to him for years he should be a comedian, but he's not. He's just a regular, regular he lad. Must be to keep his willy on ice, I'd say. Jeez. <laughs> it's all research. No. He's gonna come out with a great five minutes out of this sex club, yeah. <laughs> I know I'll have to I'll have to get him on the podcast sometimes, but I think he can yeah. do more do more to buy for that. But yeah, he said his sex life totally changed when he moved over here. But I think it's right. I think people here are a bit more confident, a bit more less shame. Less and that comes back to even what you say in the TV show being good in America and regards to Ireland, but people here aren't embarrassed. They don't have it in their they don't have it in their brain to be embarrassed or feel shame. A lot of people I meet anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah, the Irish, yeah. like, look, we're bet down for years. Like, you know, shame around every, everything in Ireland. Like, Jesus, if you, can, you, you can't walk down the street. You can't even stand up straight in Ireland. If you if you've good posture here, you're a prick. Yeah. <laughs> you're walking down the street all straight. Like, you know, yeah. Who does he think he is? Yeah, bet down. New runners, like, you'd be, you'd be putting muck and dirt <laughs> on your new runners before you'd wear them, like, for fear of someone to think you were doing well. Jesus, that's Ireland. <laughs> 
so like true. when we were in um, Miami, we said just walking on the beach with a camera crew, everybody wanted to get on TV. So like Johnny's there with the microphone talking and people are coming up going like, yo, what? Miami, what? Yeah, we in Lodi. What? Yeah, just coming on like trying, trying to be on the camera like this. Right. And people would just, we'd, we'd be like, so, you know, what's going on, lads? You here for spring break? And they would just be shouting their Instagram name down the camera. Oh, like, my yo, God. Me up, yo. So yeah. you definitely would not get that in our... If that was Ireland, you'd be like, they'd be walking past going like, yeah. no one would be seen. Oh, stop. Yeah, but I think that's them. why the guy in normal people, besides that you, it takes him so long to say, I think everyone's so out there in America and so like, I'll tell you my feelings. I think it's like, nice to have a little bit of mystery and i think like now we're getting to the point where in a guy's like i don't have an instagram we're like that's hot because we're so over these guys that are like uh, i've got two hundred thousand. it's like nice to have like someone who's not into that anymore because everyone's yeah. into that but tori in america if they don't have an instagram it's usually because they have a wife you know it's like they have an instagram <laughs> possibly <laughs> Like, or you should come to Ireland. There's just loads of guys not on social media. They're awkward. They stare at your shoes. Can't I know. Katie always wants to set me up with an Irish guy. She's always like, I think you do so well. Meanwhile, the, that date was one of my best bits on stage. One of the worst dating experiences. of my- He made out with me. Like, he just, like, left his tongue in like it was, like, an anchor. Just was like, Ugh. And then didn't do anything. I was like, I don't know. It was, it was pretty bad. He was probably so drunk he just fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <he was> like <laughs> snoring. <laughs> Wait, you went on a date with an Irish guy and didn't want to drink. Well, I was taking, but I guess for him, I must have seen, like as much as I think he was crazy, he must have thought I was off the wall. I was on antibiotics, and like obviously people say you shouldn't drink, but I think other people drink. I'm very like health conscious, so I'm like I'm not drinking, and he was just like what he was already i think like tipsy by the time i got there and like nervous and then telling me his like mom was a river dancer and i was like what like and he wanted to do theater and it was like i was just i was like i'm your therapist now this is like a lot for me i wasn't even drinking i was like gotta leave but you not wanting to drink is like him not having an instagram straight away for irish people that's alarm bells he's on the phone to the boy he's like she doesn't fucking drink. <laughs> yeah. So what would that make? Like someone who doesn't want to drink, is that like, is that like, what is that in their head? Like, oh, she's going to be boring or like, what does that translate to her not drinking? Some Irish people reckon like, you know, never trust a person who doesn't drink. Interesting. My grandfather said that. But you know, it's because like, if you're, if you're like the only person not drinking and everybody's going a bit, a, a bit wild, you're kind of a, a reflection of their messy behavior and then they're like oh oh fuck her like not drinking we're just trying to have the crack where you know you're kind of you're kind of showing yeah. them like look at her judging me for yeah. shit in the corner of the room you know what i mean <laughs> how dare she drinking fucking water and i'm over here trying to fucking make a show of myself and ruin the whole family's life <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it and come here to me just lads you are so you're both in relationships did you were you obviously quarantined together with your with your partners oh yeah yeah, it was pretty much a but like Johnny like, lives with us. Yeah, so like I live with my missus and and like b- between me and Johnny, we couldn't be separate. So we kind of just like cocooned together, as they say is the term, and like in our own little bubble. So like for like the first two months of lockdown, we didn't see anyone except like our partners and each other, which was which to be honest is not much different than how life normally <laughs> is. Right. So like it was great because at the start, like just talking about quarantine, like 
and the whole lockdown thing. When when we came home, we'd been at home for seven nights for the first until until the coronavirus. So we'd actually only been in our beds, our own beds, for like seven for nights. For the first for three. the first three months of the year, like yeah. wow. So when lockdown came. It was like fucking brilliant. Like yeah. slept for like a week, and it was like it was like a break, and then it started getting okay. This is this is shit. Um, but I mean, at the start, his, it was fine. His missus is like. Get a hobby, fucking something. Get out of the house. Yeah, fucking hell. The woman's a saint, like, to be honest. Yeah, Jesus. How she puts up with me and him. Mm. She's basically got two boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, we should be. We should be asking. I was going to be like, "What's the tips for like?" Because we're we're probably going to go into another quarantine here in the winter, and I'm like, actually, I should be probably asking her. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she'll she'll probably say like she takes a lot of drugs <laughs> no the irish the irish response like to the first few weeks of lockdown was everyone was pissed honestly monday tuesday it was like the irish people were almost excited to be in quarantine they were like let's do a quiz and get drunk so it was just like there you are looking at your aunts and uncles on zoom and they're they're they are drunk as shit yeah it was like a snow day yeah, yeah. it's like two weeks of a snow day for the first two weeks and then people were like shit now we're all fat and depressed we're gonna have to like then we all went on the fitness bus right so it's like waves in ireland yeah i was the same as new york tori i feel um i think in new york well also i'm jewish so everyone's a little more anxious so i think it was much more like this is serious shit going down like this is serious and i actually thought i i think i did had it or had it and they wouldn't give me the test and then i gave it to my mom and this whole thing but I was just, this is the saddest part. I was in the point, I was moving to LA like I was planning to before and I didn't like have any, I like just ended something with someone I couldn't even like look at, but I was so horny. I was like, I was like, I can't date someone new. I was, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel of all the, I found one guy, this guy, I somehow I picked the most neurotic, nervous guy. I am like literally saying, do you want to have sex? This was like mid-March. He's like, I can't. I'm nervous of COVID. I'm like, why? He's like, because I have a health condition. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm gluten intolerant. <laughs> How does it do anything with COVID? I'm literally sitting on this guy's lap in the park. We're not even supposed to be outside at 10 o'clock. I'm freezing my ass off so I can get laid. And he's like, I can't. Get, he's, he's all the way over there. Anyway. It was, I think the first few months of COVID was very hard for single people. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, obviously I'm very aware of people that were dying, but I'm just saying on a lighter note, <laughs> a single people were fucking horny as shit. Because even when Tori, when Tori told me that I was dating someone for the whole quarantine and he's, he's a bit of a, he's, he's a bit of a geek. I probably wouldn't have dated him in real life in hindsight. And I knew oh. he was a real geek when I told him about that. I started laughing. I was like, this fucker is like, oh, I have a gluten intolerance. And uh, the guy I was dating was like, that's an autoimmune disease. That's very serious. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but even like, what? Yeah. Is, is, is it a real disease? Ah, uh, you just can't eat bread, but it's not like bread's floating around in the air. Like it has nothing to do with canal. <laughs> Shit, it's raining bread. <laughs> yeah, like now maybe I'm sure we'll have some gluten heads who'll message me now, being like, "Katie, it's very serious with the COVID." <laughs> Don't message me. Yeah, yeah, they always message. Meanwhile, me. if any of those people got COVID, they would end up in the hospital, and guess what? They would be feeding them yeah. bread. You think you think yeah. they have a gluten-free menu in the hospital? <laughs> just say everybody. Just send. Katie, a big, like, whole grain dick pic. Yeah. Oh, I love that. that. I love bread. But, like, because you guys, obviously, with you both being in serious relationships, that's brilliant. People who are in serious relationships now, because I, I kissed someone for the first time 
uh, since I was seeing someone the other night. And the next morning I woke up with guilt. I felt like I had had unprotected sex the night before. I was like, I hope I didn't catch anything. But that's that's what it's like now. COVID has made yeah. kissing yeah. scary. Was it like the, like the Dutch government or something? Like I remember we got sent in something to our podcast and it was like the Dutch government are saying like, get a fuck buddy. It's safer that way. And I was like saying to my missus, is, is it okay if I get a fuck buddy? <laughs> she was like, no, that's supposed to be me. I was like, all right. Yeah, I thought like I was supposed to get one. So I, should, I must come off that fucking dating website. Yeah. Uh, very tough. Like Johnny's saying for Irish men, lockdown was one thing, but the pub's been closed. We're trying to say to our friends that it's not mental to like, meet a girl in a coffee shop or a restaurant or the gym you know you are allowed to talk to strangers and it's, it's a big gap for Irish people but yeah the pub been closed we have friends who are single and that's it like they've just given up wow like they'll be a, they'll have a vaccine before they get the sex like i think would they not go on the apps because we have a lot of listeners who message in now saying that they're doing a lot of app dating and they're like women in ireland We'd have big yeah, yeah like we, we we had a chat about it like with, with our mates and stuff like that and they they set up like on Tinder and, and whatever the apps and uh it doesn't even look like them. Honestly, <laughs> Irish men Irish men don't take photographs. Fucking my our friend, the chalk ice, uh we call him, and like he was like, I don't have any good photos from my from my um profile. And and I was like, I've got loads of photos you man. And he was like, I bet you won't find a photo past twenty sixteen. <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? And then like went through my phone, like went through like thousands of photos. And was like, Jesus, I don't have a photo of him since 2016. It's as if he just decided in 2016, I'm going to disappear. He's off grid. <laughs> no one's ever going to see me again. And like I had no photo. And four years ago, it didn't, you know, it didn't really look like him in the photo. So he didn't want to catfish anyone either. Like, he looks even better now. But still. No, Irish men's Tinder profile, they're either absolutely scuttered or it's like their tractor. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true, because when I went home, uh, I just went home a few weeks ago, I was there for three weeks, and I went on Tinder just for the crack, just to see the pictures, because what I wanted was to do comparison between American Tinder photos, but like that, they were all blurry photos, or just like random gaff photos, I'm like, who are you, are you that other guy or that guy, there was nothing, like to... Was this in Dublin or Longford? Oh, this is Longford, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of guys and horses yeah. as well but it, it, it's funny like we went on our we went on our, our friend's tinder and like she's a girl and we were like can we look through the lads like and it was basically like it's amazing how how quick you you become like you know normal so you're flicking through and it's like yeah lad in a guy jersey lad on a tractor blurry photo jesus he's drunk and then it's like a proper photo of man and you're like he's some dickhead <laughs> <laughs> because he's actually made an effort like you know right so, you can't win. You can't no, win. you can't. Uh, did you guys ever use the apps before you were, when you were single? Never, Never, no. I've actually not. Like, people set up a fake one of him, all right. It's like <laughs> fake Tinder account, like, which I guess is, is, is a compliment. Yeah, I took it. Yeah. They shaved a few years off my age. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> he was thrilled. Uh, no. Well, I feel like we should, just for fun. I'll, we'll say it to the girlfriends and see. Yeah. It's yeah. just for content. Yeah. yeah. It's Let's... just for fun, and then she stabs me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. You're very lucky to be in a happy relationships. So, oh, God. Yeah, especially now. Um, do we have any last questions? Or... Oh, actually, do you know what? I wanted to show Tori a clip of Herlin with you guys here. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tori, have you ever... You haven't seen Herlin, right? What? 
Okay, that answers my question. <laughs> I have no idea what Harland? Is that the Hurling. Hurling. The sport. Yes. Yeah. I think I've seen a bit once in my life. Let's do you want me to show it. you? Do you want me to show you a quick thing or have you seen sure. it? No, okay, let's anyway. see it. I think so. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen. If anything weird comes up, don't laugh. <laughs> okay. Just dick me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my penis. I picked it. Ooh, they look so hot doing it. I know. Oh my god, look at their legs. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so it's like football and tennis yeah. together. Oh. How do I You're stop it now? They look much hotter than me than like any other sports team in America. Yeah, wait till they take off their helmets. <laughs> oh, it's like a hockey player type of thing. Yeah, they just listen teeth and yeah nose is kind of facing east and west at the same time yeah they're getting better looking but they, uh, one, one thing about like hurlers is like they've all got great legs they've got them fucking good big strong legs and a big big arse like they right. all, all, yeah so it's, it's a good look that's so what women want isn't it yeah <laughs> well, well, also, also I, uh, for irish women their fathers want them to be with hurlers or football players like anything in the gas so it's like a big you know if he's a gas oh, player yeah. You can treat a man's daughter like shit, but if you're good, if you're good at GA, he doesn't care. Like he's like, you know, she's like, oh, he made me cry, and he went off with like a load of girls at the weekend, and it's like, yeah, but like he's fucking hurling centre forwards for the club, and he's brilliant. He scored four goals on Sunday. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. You will put up with his shit for but life. That's how yeah. Americans feel about their kids dating doctors or lawyers. Ah, okay. okay. I thought you were going to say American footballer. It's like as long as they're a doctor or like a Jewish doctor or lawyer, it's like, it's fine. I'm like, mom, he's hideous. Like, I don't want to look at him. She's like, well, you know, he's a lawyer. It's fine. Or like his dad's a lawyer. I'm like, what? I've heard that in movies that like Jewish people would love their daughters to date like a doctor. Is that just a stereotype or is that true? Um, that's true. My mom has given up on that because I only date non-Jews, just <laughs> what my vagina is attracted to. But <laughs> I listen to vagina, young lady. <laughs> yeah, I gotta listen to her. I tried. So I've tried, and guess what happens? Not good. Like, but um, yeah, it's not a stereotype. People want that because it's. I think it's like represents stability. Mm, okay. And like, oh, someone will take care of you. I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm like, oh, I'll marry someone I'm not attracted to and want to cheat on them. My mom's like, well, it's at least you'll live in a house. At least that's nice. <laughs> but Tori, it's the exact same with Irish parents in regards to like, have they got land or do they have their own yeah. house? My dad was always trying to set me up with this guy. He has his, he's building his own house. Oh, my fucking mic's messing up. But he's building his own house. He has his own land and he keeps trying to set me up with him. And I'm like, he has a girlfriend. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine, Katie. <laughs> Katie, fight her. Fight her, Katie. Fight her. Put her on the land like Hunger Games. <laughs> and he also plays football as well. So he's always like, oh, Jez, he was great there at the weekend, Katie. <laughs> Katie, I'm really starting to think this, this, this guy's got a lot going for him. Maybe you should consider it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should date him. <laughs> nah, he's too, he's too quiet. He's actually so such a connell. I've never gotten a full sentence out of him before. So There you go. See, he seems perfect. He won't even answer you back. 
Yeah, that's the problem. The Irish, sometimes Irish stereotype is that they don't talk enough. And an American stereotype is they don't shut the fuck up. Sometimes I'm on a date and I'm like, I haven't spoken in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> After an hour and a half, he's like, and what's your name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was great. Thanks so much. Do we have any more? Oh, what's the highlights for next? My fucking microphone's acting up. What's the highlights for next week for your show? Next, uh, next week we're in um, Miami. We're in Miami and we try Vogan. And I dress up as a drag queen. We meet some drag queens. Really? Uh, you know stuff, what? It's yeah. really fucking... A lot of effort. A lot of effort. And then he, he uh, the the drag queen who was doing me up, like putting on my makeup and stuff, like, I was like, he, he got... Uh, she, he or she got this thing out and was like... I was like, is that glue? <laughs> and like, CC Glitzer was her name. And she was like, yes, honey. And I was like, oh, where are you going to put that? She was like, just just relax. I was like, yeah, she put glue all on my eyebrows and like pinned them down and then drew on fake eyebrows. And I swear, I was at the hotel that night for around five hours scrubbing it off. Oh, but my it's, God. It's, it made really good television. <laughs> you look great. Yeah, it did. I pulled it off. But a very Honestly. interesting story. The uh, drag kings were telling us about mm-hmm. how they got into it and uh, like the history of voguing. So. Tune in. I'm excited. Yeah, it's great because even I was trying to watch your, I couldn't watch it for ages, but then I figured out. So for any of the people listening in America, you just have to download the app, the RTE app. Yeah, so, RTE player. It's free. And, and yeah. I think each episode is just on the, on the player for seven days. So it airs on a Thursday. So you've got to watch it before the following Thursday or it disappears. Yeah. And maybe, you- I don't know. The network might try and sell it to Netflix. Who knows? Or Hulu. It'd be great on Hulu. They have a couple of Irish shows there on Netflix. But... Hey, listen. Whoever wants it, I'm sure they can buy it. Yeah, get that money. Get that money in the paper. I think so. I hope, like, because like, I, I tried to watch it online, but then I got it on my phone once I downloaded the app, and I was like, okay, I'm grand. But I, like, definitely think it would do great over here because they love the Young Offenders. They love Derry Girls, and they loved mm-hmm. Ashlyn B's series. And so I think, yeah, woof, we might see it on Hulu or something soon. Oh, I yeah. loved I loved you guys in um in your mermaid outfits. <laughs> oh, well, we were yeah. fabulous. To oh, fair, yeah. Yeah. That is something that will haunt me until the day I die for a very, very long, long time. I look great. <laughs> and your fancy shoes. I noticed that you had your fancy uh your fancy boat shoes. Yeah, you didn't have your socks on. Yeah, that's that's the style tour, you know. I know. <laughs> you should you know what you should do? Well, when the pandemic's over, there's something in LA. I haven't gotten done, but I feel like you guys should get it. It's like a butt. It's like a facial for your butt. Oh, I need that. You, you guys would be so good. I want to see you guys get waxed and get that on well, a future episode. Hey, hey, tune in, tune into next week's episode, Tori. You're in for an absolute treat. We do some. Oh math. my god, exact. I'm a, I'm a psychic. I can't wait. This is so great. Um, so ne- uh, are you going to come back to New York in, after the pandemic? Yeah, as soon as the pandemic's over, we're, we're actually going to try and try and give it a go in America. I think for a while, we'll see how we we'll see how we get on. We might be over to visit. Ah, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it a try. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna do New York because we had to. We two shows two shows in New York. We had to cancel and two in Vancouver as well. And uh, we'll pick up some more shows and, and we'll we'll get a proper American tour when this shit's over. Yes. Yeah. So next year, that's great. Thank you guys so much, Tori. You're. You're good, Tori? I'm good. Oh, I thanks love us all. Was, well, thanks for having me. And it was really fun meet. I want to meet you guys in person. Yeah. Definitely. We'll, we'll definitely all meet up for drinks when we get back to the stage. And I, guess what? I just want to let you know, I'm drinking again. And when I mean yeah. drinking again, I mean two I'm drinks sanctioned. and I'm drunk, okay? 
Even if you're on antibiotics, I want you to get <laughs> fucked up. I've seen Tori hammered after one drink. So she literally sips the one drink for the whole night, but she's hammered. She did. Yeah. She's an ideal girlfriend. Yeah. I know. I'm the cheapest girlfriend. I know. That's why every guy probably likes me. I'm always like, it's my personality. I'm like, no, it's because I'm so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> she's so small. She doesn't, she doesn't eat a lot as well. Wow. She's really, really cheap. <laughs> tight are you? Jeez. I know. God, I'm such a catch. <laughs> <laughs> and Dory's going to be over in Ireland as well next year so doing nice one, hit us up yes okay. definitely you guys are the best sure. thank you so much okay, girls. Right. See you okay see thank you later you. Bye. bye hey everybody thank you so much for listening uh, you guys are great please uh, rate review and share if you can that'd be amazing and if you want to watch the video the video is up on patreon so go have a look at that if you can also if you want to just hear bonus episodes uh please subscribe to the patreon and there's some extra stuff up there right now just some solo episodes me and tori did an extra episode up there and please go watch the boys um their uh, new show it's brilliant and like for anybody who's international just download the app onto your phone it doesn't really work on the browser for some reason or maybe it will for you but it worked for me when I downloaded it on my phone and then uh, go listen to their podcast and go listen to Tori's podcast she was great now for coming in and co-hosting so uh, her podcast has got it got it from my mama and then the boys is the two johnnies but yeah so thanks so much and I'll chat to you next week I'm really excited about the the guests for the upcoming weeks um, for the next few weeks there's always going to be an Irish and an American guest and so have some great guests I'm really really looking forward to it so I'll chat to you next week Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 